Hello, friends. Welcome back to What's Our Fantasy, a laissez-faire literary podcast all about fantasy books. And today we're doing something a little different. And no, it's not edging. I realized when I released the first episode of A Court of Thorns and Roses by Sarah J. Mass that I I left a major question unanswered. A question that I am asked more than any other question. More than, Kayla, what are you reading? More than, Kayla, what's your fave position? Wow, I am really laying on some innuendo. I guess a specific reference of edging is not innuendo. It's far past it. This is the only spice you're going to get in this episode, so take it or leave it. The question is, I'm looking for something to read, and I've seen you talking about these books. What book should I start with? What book should I read? So I am here to give a spoiler-free speed round SJM series reading order suggestion. I need a break after that tongue twister. Disclaimer. There are so many suggested ways to read Sarah's books, and I'm sure every experience delivers. You know, it's gonna deliver. You can count on that. This is just how I would recommend folks read the series and in which order, um, not only the series, but the books within the series. There are suggestions in my reading order that are the same as the way that I read them. And then there are a few that are a little different because I think that experience would have been a little bit better. This is what I have recommended to most of my friends. Uh, one didn't get this recommendation and I still go back and forth on whether that was the right choice. But honestly, he's getting to the good stuff sooner. Special shout out to that friend. You know who you are. This is also your weekly reminder to go back and read Assassin's Blade after Air of Fire. Okay, thanks. This will make a lot more sense to everyone else in just a few short minutes. Another disclaimer This is just going to require a massive amount of trust because there are no spoilers in this episode. So I can't tell you why for the majority of the reasons that I would recommend reading the books in this order. But just trust me. I feel like we've kind of created a relationship, you and I. You know, we're five episodes in. This is episode six. We've spent so many hours together. You've heard a lot about my sexual preferences thus far and way more to come in the future. Just, you know, keep that in mind. There are many reasons beyond what I'm sharing in this podcast episode of why I think it's a great reading order, but I want it to remain spoiler free. So I'm only going to give the order and some high level reasons on why I think it's a good order. So when I was first introduced to Sarah J. Mass work, I was introduced to A Court of Thorns and Roses, single book. I saw that post, that it helped someone get back into reading, and I started with that series. I then went on to read the Crescent City series, and then after that, I read the Throne of Glass series. Before I give my world-renowned recommended reading order, I want to kind of give a brief overview of all three of her current series. And I use the word current because I think all three are current series. Just hold on one second while I uh, reapply some of my clown makeup. The first series that Sarah wrote uh, is called Throne of Glass. She started writing it, I think, when she was around 16 years old. It's incredible. It starts as a what if Cinderella were an assassin premise. So it's somewhat of a Cinderella story uh, with some deadly uh, and diabolical twists. That series is eight books. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yes, I can count to eight. It is a little darker, in my opinion, compared to the other two series that she has. It also is a lot more, maybe not a lot more, but it's very plot heavy with romance as the secondary track. It's very, it's got great romance, but the 
I would say the main focus is not the romance, but the plot. It has incredible character development. It has incredible relationship building. It has incredible world building. And it is my absolute favorite Sarah J Mass series. What? Total shocker. I know. Not if you read it. <laughs> Please read it. Throne of Glass is also YA. I, <laughs> I laugh because... Empire of Storms, in my mind, should absolutely not be a YA book for the uh, sexual content that's in that book in particular. But I digress. It is uh, categorized at this point in time. It is categorized as YA. And um, that series is also at this point in time categorized as complete, finished. It's not finished. Uh, during a live event, Sarah hinted at the fact that uh, she misses the characters. And I think verbatim said, I mean, Throne of Glass is technically finished, but is it? And I was predicting a Throne of Glass announcement during that uh, conversation. And I threw my wine. I just felt very satisfied that I maybe predicted that Throne of Glass is not complete. Along with all of the other mega fans who predicted that Throne of Glass is not complete. <laughs> But with that in mind, it, this the series feels finished apart from a few little things. And by little things, I mean big things that I definitely want more books on. But for me as a reader, I kind of closed it and I was very sad that it was over, but I was very satisfied. So that's Throne of Glass. Uh, the second series is a Court of Thorns and Roses series. There are 4.5 books out in this series. And Sarah is, I always, I always laugh because I, I mean, I will call her Sarah Janet Mass until the day I die. She deserves to have her full name said all the time. She's that wonderful. But uh, it's for, it's long to it. <laughs> <laughs> to always say uh, the full name. So I'm saying Sarah. I wish I knew her. I uh, I fantasize that we're friends. But Sarah is contracted to write, I believe it's two more full-sized books and two more novellas for the Akatar series. Uh, when she was initially writing that series, I believe she was initially only contracted for the first three books and then she started writing the novella, 3.5, and then there was more to the story, more to be told, more characters that we had fallen in love with and could carry on the series. So there's speculation, there's no announcement, but there's speculation that the next of those books comes out sometime in the spring or summer of 2024. The Akatar series starts as a Beauty and the Beast retelling and unfolds into an incredible high fantasy story again. There's great character development. There's great world building. In this series, I would say that the romance takes precedent to the plot. Although it does have a fantastic plot, the majority of these books are more heavy on the romance and focus on the relationships, with the plot being that secondary track. It's a close second, but it's a second. A Court of Thorns and Roses also started as YA new adult books, but when Silver Flames came out, that book, it contains some steamy, spicy, filthy content that I love. Uh, so that book is categorized as adult. Every time I walk into a bookstore and I see it put in the YA section, I physically try and move it. That book has no business being anywhere but a smut section and on my nightstand. Speaking of which, BRB. <laughs> okay, 
Now, lastly, her latest series is the Crescent City series. It's full adult, high fantasy, urban fantasy, contemporary fantasy. I think that Crescent City as a series falls somewhere on the spectrum in between Throne of Glass in terms of plot first, romance second, and Akatar romance first, plot a close second. I think it leans a little bit more Throne of Glass, having that plot and the really intense storyline and not the main romantic relationships being the forefront of the story. But it also does have a strong romance. There are currently two books out in that series. I think Sarah is only contracted for one more book, but she also heavily hinted to the fact that there will be potentially two more books in that series in that same live event she gave us quite a bit of tea i think we can expect two more of at least two more of the crescent city series and that is at this point in time the most widely known um, next release and that should be coming sometime in the spring or summer of 2023 i say that with a giant asterisk because i do believe that a throne of glass book is coming i think that with the evidence of the announcement of recovering those books and there not being the availability of a box set of the new covers coming out in february all contributes to this deep, deep hope that there is one coming. Every night before I go to sleep, I put Throne of Glass under my pillow and wish it's no wonder that all I do is dream of kale. That's going to start a riot, I'm sure, but it doesn't make it any less true. So all three of these series are high fantasy. They also all have incredibly badass female main characters. Not only do they all have these amazing female leads, they have great inner circles, cadres, the side character development. I wouldn't even call them side characters because they're just as important to the plot. They're just as important to the story and you care about them just as much as you do the main characters. So without further ado, this is my recommendation for reading all 15 books, all three series that Sarah J. Mass has written. I recommend starting with the Akatar series and reading that series in release order. So A Court of Thorns and Roses, A Court of Mist and Fury. After A Court of Mist and Fury, you need to stop. You need to text me. You need to Instagram me at What's Her Fantasy Podcast. You need to TikTok me at Kayla and PDX. And you need to say, Kayla, I heard that there's a bonus chapter that was written by Sarah and meant to be read after A Court of Mist and Fury. And I'll tell you, that's correct. Thank you for reaching out to me and not looking stuff up on the internet as to avoid being spoiled. Spoiled. There is a bonus chapter. I can't remember what it's called. I think it's called Of Wings and Embers. I think that's what it's called. I'm not going to tell you who it's about, but there's a bonus chapter. It's important to read. I actually didn't read it until I finished this entire series, and I wish I had read it as it was meant to be read in the series order, because I think some things that come to fruition in the next book uh, would have been really cool through the lens of that chapter. So read a bonus chapter, and then A Court of Wings and Ruin, A Court of Frost and Starlight, which is a novella. It's a shorter book. It's a little Christmas special. There's not a lot of plot in it. And then finishing up with the most recent release in this series, which is A Court of Silver Flames. After Silver Flames, there are two bonus chapters to read. One of them is in some of the books and the other one is in some of the books. Again, I got you. You just let me know when you get there. I will let you know which bonus chapters to read. One of them... I'm sweating just thinking about it. And the other one, I am coming up with some theories. Keep 
in mind. Some of these books in the ACOTAR series end on cliffhangers, so I would purchase them at the same time if you cannot wait to find out what happens. Okay, Ugh. so after you are all hot and bothered, after A Court of Silver Flames, during A Court of Silver Flames, forever after reading Silver Flames, and you are trying to pass the time until the next Akatar book comes out, my next recommended series is the Crescent City series. I'm just going to go full on adult book and lay it all on you. So House of Earth and Blood is the first book in the Crescent City series. Both of these Crescent City books are around 800 pages, so they're a read. As you're going through the transition, you probably have a massive book hangover from the Akatar series. Getting into Crescent City, House of Earth and Blood takes a commitment. You are not going to love it, at least from my experience and those who I've talked about. It's been very hard to get into the world building, to get past that first 150 pages. People say 90 pages, but I, it took me about 150 pages for me to actually become not only aware of what was happening and who the different characters were and what the different houses were and sort of the magic system of this book and this world which is just so different than the Akatar world but it also took me that long to get into the plot and into the story. It varies from the Akatar series in the sense of it takes place in a world much like ours <laughs> not much like ours but the modern conveniences that we we have reality TV, telephones. You like how I put reality TV is above telephones? Texting. It has all of these elements. For me, that took me out of the escapism of the story at the beginning, but I actually kind of came to like that there were all of these modern technological advances like electricity and that these things were kind of turned and twisted in a way that uh, made them crucial to the story. So I enjoyed it, but it did take a really long time to get past the world building. You're also coming from a little bit of an easier read with the YA new adult and then, you know, getting into adult with Silver Flames. It, you know, I feel like there this could be wildly incorrect, but there are bigger words. It is a much more, I would say, dense read of Crescent City. Maybe they're not bigger words, but it's a denser read. So it just takes some time. It takes some commitment. But I will say this is not a spoiler. But when I read Crescent City, House of Earth and Blood, when I got to the climax of that book, I, and, and after I finished it, I closed it and said, that's the best thing I've ever read. So as someone who definitely loved the Akatar series, and I mean, went back to therapy very seriously after reading that and feeling the depth of the book hangover that I had compounded with the depression that I had prior that I succumbed to much more deeply after I finished that opportunity to escape. I thought there was never going to be anything that I read that I was going to enjoy as much. And boy, was I wrong because I really did love the first Crescent City book and how all of that came together. The next read is the second Crescent City book, which is Sarah's most recent release of any of her books. I think it came out in February of this past year, February of 2022. And that is House of Sky and Brown. That book ends on a massive cliffhanger. Everyone should know this going into it, I think. It ends on a massive cliffhanger. There are people who do reveal videos that don't spoil anything about the book, but just shows their reaction to the final page of House of Sky and Breath. The reaction is exactly the reaction that I had. So just bear in mind, you are going to be left dangling on a cliff, hanging there. And this is the reason why I suggest this reading order, because you need a salve. You need something that's going to help. You don't think Throne of Glass is going to help because how could it? Nothing on earth could help. 
It does. It really does. So that's when I suggest you uh, cry your eyes out. You text everyone you know, but you don't spoil it for them. And bless my sister because she finished this book before me and she was stone cold. I've never, I've never seen anyone hold in such a spoiler. We were talking on the phone after I was, I think I had like 100 pages left in the book. We were chatting and she said casually, so have you finished it yet? Deadpan. And for what I ended up finding out and you will end up finding out, it is a God's damned miracle that she kept that inside. And knowing that about her, she can she can hold anything inside. I mean, for life. She's set for life. I trust her for life. Not that I didn't before, but she's really she's really proven herself. <laughs> now, okay, so last but certainly not least, you're, you know, losing your mind until the next Crescent City book comes out, which I think is scheduled, like I said, for sometime in the coming spring of 2023. I suggest going into Throne of Glass. And I have a, I don't think this is a controversial reading order because I think that I've seen this a lot, but this is how I would recommend you read the eight Throne of Glass books. There is, well, I guess it's important to know. I have always been a release order type person. And because of that, I did some digging into trying to figure out the order that I wanted to read these in because I wanted to read them in release order. The reason being is because I just, something in me believes that even if something is comes out as a prequel or comes out as a story that's meant prior that the people who wrote that thing still there is like some subconscious choices that are made based on thinking that the audience has some type of information even if they do or don't when I was looking at the order of reading these books and the reason being is that the first book came out and then I think the second book and then they released a book of novellas that are set as a prequel to this but I read on Reddit that the Assassin's Blade, which is the prequel book of those, I think five or six novellas, those were already on the internet prior to them being, you know, put into a book and released. So in my mind, Sarah was aware that people might have read the Assassin's Blade novellas prior to reading the Throne of Glass book, even though it wasn't printed and released. I decided to read Assassin's Blade first. And while I've heard that people enjoyed reading it first, I have also heard that in order to get the most maximum emotional impact out of the series, it's best to read it fourth in the series. And I and I, after giving it after giving it a, a lot of thought, I mean, I have thought about this four months at this point. Uh, I wish that that's the order that I had read it in. So that's the order that I suggest it being read in. So with that in mind, I suggest Throne of Glass, Crown of Midnight, Air of Fire. I know it's hard after Air of Fire to leave the story and go read The Assassin's Blade, but that is where I suggest it be read. The Assassin's Blade, then Queen of Shadows, then getting into probably the most controversial <laughs> opinion that I have, which is not that controversial. The next book I recommend reading is Empire of Storms by itself. Then I recommend reading Tower of Dawn by itself. And then reading the final book, Kingdom of Ash. I think it's important to know that the books of Empire of Storms and Tower of Dawn are set during the same period of time. They just focus on different characters. So some people don't want to read one of those based on the character that it focuses on. I read them both individually. There is something called the tandem read where you can kind of go chapter by chapter. Someone has, a lovely human has actually detailed where you can go in each chapter to read the story in actual chronological 
order, uh, which I intend to do during my reread of this series coming up. But for my experience reading it for the first time, I thought that the books were beautiful standalone written books. I thought that the way that the stories unfolded in each, I was just as invested. But I think it's important to know that Empire of Storms, which comes before Tower of Dawn, ends on a pretty significant, massive cliffhanger as well. And knowing that going in, because I did talk to my sister who was having a real hard time getting into Tower of Dawn, but she didn't know that Empire of Storms ended on a cliffhanger. Not only did she not know it ended on a cliffhanger, she also didn't know that the entirety of the next book did not touch upon that cliffhanger. But because she was reading it faster than me, she was able to fill me in. So I was more prepared, like, hey, I'm going to have to leave the story. I'm going to go into this other side parallel story, but they're all going to come together in the end. For those of you who ask if you do need to read Tower of Dawn at all, ab so fucking lutely 100% it's the hill I will die on. Yes, you do need to read it. It's so important to the story, in my opinion. So for Throne of Glass, again, Throne of Glass, Crown of Midnight, Air of Fire. Keep in mind, you're going to go into the prequel, The Assassin's Blade, then go back into the story, Queen of Shadows, Empire of Storms, Tower of Dawn, then Kingdom of Ash. Then you call me. Then you Instagram me. Then you TikTok me and we cry together. I will cry with you. I am here for you. It is the best. It is the worst. And the only thing you're going to want to do is turn around and start it right back over again. <laughs> there is a bonus chapter that I think is meant to be read after Air of Fire. So I've got you on that one too. You just let me know when you get there. And you let me know what you're thinking. That is like, I don't, part of our bargain we have here. I want to know, are you reading these books? Are you enjoying them? Do you want to read the Assassin's Blade first like I did? I'm telling you, you don't want to do that. But I will support you if that's what you want to do. I will support you. If someone wants to do the tandem read, I will support you. I'm going to do it. I'm sure it will be enjoyable. I'm glad I did it the way that I did it the first time around. But like I said, you know, these are all going to deliver. They're going to give. It's going to be great. I want to hear all about your journey, though. I want to hear who you love, who you hate, who you hate that I love. There's only one character that's going to be, and I am sure it is coming for me in the comments. Mm -hmm.